When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. You know? 
like I do, precious. No, that's not. I don't know her. That is Lizzo. She is precious, though. Lizzo's precious. That's like what I call her. Lizzo uh, is her precious. Precious to me. Yes. Oh, you guys, that was Kathy Hilton on tonight's Watch What Happens Live, and this is Ryan Bailey with So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode, and uh, for you watching with YouTube, Brooklyn is joining us once again. She is not having a great night. She uh, she is not taking her meds the way I would like to, so I have to do the, the syringe shot or the, the medicine shot, jam it in her mouth. And feed her this intravenous. This is a fascinating podcast so far. So pardon me if I'm a little rattled. Uh, she, she's, I love, she's a handful. She, I, I cannot imagine what it's like to have kids to be, I mean, we just went on a WALK and it's like the fifth one of the day. She is obsessed with WA. I'm so scared she's going to learn how to spell my dog. And she's going to figure out the W-A-L-K. So if you hear little nails in the background on the floor, that is just my dog. Pardon for the sound quality. Uh, I did start the show. That happened tonight. Kathy Hilton and Crystal King Munkoff was on. uh, They were on Watch What Happens Live. And Andy played a guessing game. God, I mean, and it was live. So, you know, ordinarily, I think this would have been edited out. But, you know, Andy was seeing if, if... Kathy, because Kathy is Kathy, she doesn't really know anybody. She thought Garcelle was Kyle. I thought you were Kyle. Um, so she's putting he's putting up celebrities and seeing if Kathy knows him. And right out of the gate, he puts up Lizzo. And she goes, oh, I think I know her. Um, what? And, and Crystal's like, you do know her, Kathy. You do. It's like, oh, Precious. Of course, from the movie Precious. And then Crystal immediately is like, oh, no, 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 Lizzo, Lizzo is precious to us. We think of Lizzo is just a precious person. I mean, I'm like, dude, Kathy, you make it so hard. I want to love you so much. Let me love you, Kathy. But also what I mean, you are on. That's just. I just I don't even I don't even know. I'm still processing my thoughts on this. Cause that's just horrific, and you know, Andy's sitting there with like a shit-eating grin on his face. I mean, my first, when I first, I was like, oh, oh my god, I could not believe it. Uh, she did get, uh, she did know who Keanu Reeves was, if that makes up for it at all. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know uh, I'm wearing uh, a Christian Gray Snow original original the uh the slut pig shop yeah that's an actual name who is hunky dory i'm wearing my kathy hilton stuff you can go to the uh slut pig <laughs> the slut pig shop christian sent me a couple sweatshirts i have this one back here the real housewives university sweatshirt as well it's cool i i went to asu so the real housewives university is actually kind of cooler you know, like Real Housewives University is probably, even though it's a fake school, is probably on par with Arizona State University, at least. I always think it's funny that I went to Arizona State University and I I didn't even party. Like, I was like, the, I, I did theater. <laughs> I did. I don't think I even smoked weed in... Anyway, this is a family show, you guys. How's everybody doing out there? I'm just trying to find Christian's Slut Pig Store so I can let you guys know about it because... Uh, I thought these his items are actually dope. Oh yeah, it's slutpigshop.threadless.com. 
Uh, so that's Christian Gray Snow. He has the podcast, The Slut Pig, and you know him as Christian Gray Snow on Instagram. Really funny dude. Um, so thank you, Christian. You probably will never hear this, but thank you. I'll, I'll reach out to you. Okay. Um, so here's the deal, you guys. This is going to be maybe a quick one. I always say that, and then they're eight hours long. Uh, we'll be doing some pop culture stories. It's just going to be me. Uh, the, so I... I had like three guests, almost three guests today that were like, yeah, no, this week has just gotten out of control. And I got to apologize. Just, I've just kind of been in my own world. I mean, I'm getting things done, but you know, the whole, you know, the mom thing threw me, Brooklyn has thrown me. And I know that's like no excuses. Like things shouldn't throw people, but they, they do actually. And listen, I can talk to you guys with two hands behind my back and my like tongue. Brooklyn, is there a thing that we can help you with? You you're not going on another WALK, I swear. No, please. I be, I beg of you, lay down. Okay, wait one sec. They always say don't work with kids or animals, and uh, I I caved in that moment, folks. I took her on another WALK, but we had a huge success. We got poopies. We got not a huge poopies, but we got a poopies nonetheless. And she's a very good girl even though that was now our sixth walk of the day. And uh, I also, in this interim, this 45-minute interim that I left you guys at, I just went and lived 45 minutes of my life walking around a neighborhood saying, go poopies, which is, by the way, really scary. I live off of Melrose, and there's not a lot of streetlights on my street, and then it's just like this big man, me, with my dog saying, go poopies, go poopies. It is the it, it creeps me out, but I try to give as much encouragement. Like, I hope you guys, while I podcast, whisper, pod, go podcast, go podcast to me. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, I left this bathroom door open because she likes to lay on the tile. And, I, you know, so, hey, it's not going to be the... <laughs> technically not as cool as it is with the the door shut uh basically as you can tell in this episode this episode's a mess this is going to be a mess hopefully it's going to be an enjoyable mess uh but the the cool thing is natalie Pouchet, i am doing a new podcast for cloud 10 and iHeartRadio called what the kids are watching and two episodes premiere this friday we're also going to do the beverly hills recap but if you have kids if you watch these insane kid shows and you want to hear two people talk about it me with no kids and natalie who has kids Kids, that's the podcast for you. Go subscribe. Go rate it five stars. I've been telling people to do that, and somebody already rated it not five stars. So I hope you feel good. I hope that what an amazing person you must be. Amazing. I love evil. I tell you, when if we're lucky enough to go to heaven, if, if heaven even exists, I think one of the first things I'm going to ask God is like, "Hey, could you let me know who left the reviews? I have a fi- I have a feeling on a couple of them." Um, No, but I think it's actually really enjoyable. We just recorded a a Paw Patrol episode this week, and I think it's one of the funniest things that I've done. Like, I I was so... So you'll hear two episodes on Friday if you listen. One is Bluey, which I fell in love with, and another one called Booba. And I had never met Natalie before. So Natalie was supposed to come on today. It was going to be today's podcast, but we had to move it. So you're going to get double episodes. We're going to do double episodes. You're going to hear this in the morning and you're going to be like, oh my God, did Ryan even make it through the night? And then I'm going to be speaking with Natalie tomorrow and I'll be releasing that tomorrow afternoon to kind of celebrate the release of that and try to get people to listen to it and, and leave reviews and all of that stuff because... 
I want people to listen. I'm proud of this. And it really is cool that they asked me to do this. I really was not so sure of the idea. And then we started doing it and I was like, wow, there's a lot of potential. And I thought, oh man, I don't want to do some kids thing, but it, it's really great because I get to find out, you know, from a parent what it's like. There's so much humor in it. There's so much joy in it. And I don't know. So I think it's actually deep. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's damn good. I, I hate to say that. Um, I usually don't like to be, what are we, what are we feeling with the mustache? Do we keep it? That's the other thing. Guys, this is truly going to be a grab bag show where I'm going to talk to you like we are having coffee. Uh, or a drink, and I'm just going to go every all over the place. Also, I started off the show playing that Lizzo clip uh, where, you know, Kathy Hilton uh, said Lizzo was precious instead of Lizzo. Now, I also retweeted this. Uh, somebody posted, that's how I first found it, was on Twitter, and I retweeted it, and I, I wrote, fuck, because that was my actual reaction. And then somebody underneath it said, I can't believe you liked this, and... Um, and I'm a big fan, so I'm really disappointed And you do better, this person wrote. And I thank them for being a really big fan, and, or, and that's really cool. Like, it's even weird. I don't consider fan, I, you know, we're all friends, whatever. But I do want to speak about something, if it's okay. And um, I think sometimes tone gets lost on Twitter or anything like that. But I also think that horrifying things can be laughed at because... That's how I choose to kind of process everything is through humor, some funny, some not funny, but it's like the only way I can kind of get by life is finding things funny, finding sometimes horrific things funny. Um, I did start the show. I mean, it's horrific that Kathy would just compare two bigger black women together. I mean, it's so uh, Kathy Hilton, and from all what we hear of her and what we've seen of her, it doesn't surprise me. But there is not comedy in it in the sense of, oh, it's funny to laugh at Precious and Lizzo. No, 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 no. To me, it's funny to laugh at Kathy Hilton like it's funny to laugh at Rinna or it's funny to laugh at Erica Jane because you're horrified. Sometimes you're horrified, but the only way you can keep going is to kind of laugh at it and go, oh my God, how do you really exist in this world? How do you do that? I, by no means, and I want to make this clear again, I do not idolize any of these people, except maybe Sutton. But even that, you guys, remember there's jokes that that's also a little bit of humor in that as well. No, I mean, none of these ladies are idols to me. And I always say the first thing that makes them not idols is that they wanted to be on this show in the first place. But we can study this show, we can collectively gasp at these shows, and we can collectively laugh at these shows. And all of pop culture is filled with this. Even some of the stories today will be um, about pop culture that is horrifying. We're going to talk about Britain K-Fed. We're going to talk about Ezra Miller a little bit more. We're going to talk about uh, Army Hammer. We're going to go. We're going to talk about NeNe Leakes. These are all big things. But the only way I can like kind of wrap my head around a lot of things is if I laugh at something. And I want to also make it clear of like the two different times of laugh, you know, laughter is laughing with and laughing at. I'm laughing at Kathy Hilton. I want to make that very clear. And I really hope everybody is laughing at Kathy Hilton. Now, I genuinely don't think Kathy was like, hey, fuck Lizzo. No, my God. I think she is just out of touch and she's ignorant and she doesn't really know a lot of people's names. I mean, she 
regardless, uh, for that person, if they are listening, I take that kind of stuff to heart. I really do. I take it seriously, but I also want to not lie to you. I also want to say for better or worse, I do find humor in that. And that's how I process things. And I think that is okay. It's okay. But I also realize how fucked up it is. Oh my God. If I was Lizzo, and by the way, I wish I was Lizzo, but if I was Lizzo, you know, people are like, oh, she's a millionaire. She's got to do it. That would hurt, hurt me so much. Let me tell you a story. Um, so I have fluctuated in weight my entire life. And sure, right now, I look like a sex god. I, I mean, the hottest man that you've ever seen in your whole wide world. Please don't watch YouTube for verification of that. Um, but I, I've yo-yoed my weight so much. And one of the first times was in high school. And I lost a bunch of weight my senior year. And then I gained, not the freshman 15, folks. I gained the freshman 50. And I'm not joking. Like, they, I remember I, I remember I got this, like, you got this card at Manzanita Hall at ASU. And it um, they had, like, a, a kitchen in the bottom where it was, like, you could get soft serve ice cream. There was, like, a like a salad, hot food bar, a sandwich bar. I, Dude, you cannot put freshmen in college in charge of a sandwich food board, like a f- fucking buffet sandwich board. I, I wasn't ready for that kind of responsibility. I was making 80-pound sandwiches on a daily basis, and I was so sad because I was away from home. I wasn't a partier. I was a nerd. I came out of, like, high school theater. And I gained the freshman 50. And then I um, I remember it was Christmas break my, my sophomore year. No, Christmas break my junior year, you guys. And I knew I was big because, you know, I was just like, duh, clothes aren't fitting, you know, you buy the big, big clothes and all of this stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever experience that but it's humiliating but you rationalize it the things that we tell ourselves to rationalize things is always one of my favorite things about humanity because we can't you know we need to keep going and i think that's sometimes the problem is we get to a point where we can't keep going but we tell ourselves these lies of like ah that mirror must be broken or like ah it's weird these clothes you know old navy must be fucking with their sizes all of this shit but i remember i worked at a hollywood video in Arizona, one Christmas break. And these kids came in. Sorry if I've told it. I think I stole the story in like the first year of the pod. These kids came in. And I was told by the manager to watch them because that he thought they were shoplifting. So I was watching them and, you know, just like hawkeyeing, like, you know, that I was, and believe me, if you, I'm a very non-confrontational person. I might look angry all the time, and I'm a big dude, so I'm probably, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I even hate to say that that people would ever be scared of me because that's so funny to me because I'm just such a pussy. But so I stared him down. They walked out, and I remember we got a call at Hollywood Video, and I remember it was like a, it was eleven o'clock at night. For some reason, we stayed up till like we we stayed open till midnight. Like, is that? That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, well, video stores don't even exist anymore. So I guess it, yeah. So anyways, like around 11 o'clock at night, this kid calls. And he's like, yo, let me speak to the fat guy. And I'm like, what? Uh, And I'm looking around. like, what are you? Well, we were in there and there was a fat guy looking at us. And I'm like, wait, what? 
And I'm looking around the store at my other employees going, what is that? And then I was like, well, could you tell me what he looked like? And he was like, yeah, curly hair, like kind of a half of a goatee or not really, you know. And then I was like, it was that usual suspects moment or like that sixth sense moment of like, I see dead people of like, wait a sec, I have curly hair. Oh, wait a sec. I have a goatee. I can't fully grow. And then I was like, I'm the fat man. I'm the fat man. And I remember that. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday because it was this shock. And then I was like, of course I'm the fat man. Like, of course. Well, how did what you sometimes just wake up and you're like, how did I let myself get? Oh, my God. Again. And I remember after that Christmas break, I, you know, I dieted and all that stuff and worked out every day and got myself down to an acceptable weight and stopped eating. I mean, I told at my worst, you guys, I was eating like, I get really like, I deal with stress in weird ways. Like I used to, I would get up in the middle of the night in college. I, you know, I had my own apartment with my friend Amy and I would be like, Oh, hungry. Like three in the morning, I'd go out and make a hamburger helper with like a pound of not even ground turkey beef and then with a side of cottage cheese and eat the whole, you know, and then just go back to bed. Like, that's insane. That's insane. I was having to wear a dance belt in these theater classes. What was I even thinking about? Anywho, what I was saying is that I I would be horrified if I was Lizzo because that stuff stays with me and the cruelty we, uh, we, you know, uh, the way we treat, uh, bigger people or the way we even think about ourselves. So I'm just saying that I, I was not laughing like, Hey, Kathy, great, great. That's so funny that you thought, no, not like that at all. It's like, Kathy, my God. But also, you know, I don't consider these shows, I mean, there are serious elements, and sometimes that's kind of the uncomfortability that Bravo and the audience is having to come to terms with of how we're dealing with this, how we can put a message across and also have humor. And it's like touch and go most times. I mean, I watch these shows and I'm horrified. But then if you hear me on Friday, I've tried to find ways on the Beverly Hills re- to, to, to make myself laugh about it. I try to find ways that I can actually deal with the horror of what I see on the screen. So anyways, I wanted to start off with that, but I think it's important. It's also something that is going to be talked about, and I'm going to talk about it because it's Bravo. Also, the other thing, I was talking about the NeNe Leaks lawsuit today on Instagram because she tweeted today, you guys. Uh, this is interesting, and this has been ongoing for a little bit now, is that... Uh, the page six headline headline is Nene Leaks appears to drag Andy Cohen amid claims she was blacklisted. Now, Nene Leaks has been trying to get this lawsuit against Andy Cohen and NBC Universal and Bravo off the ground for a long time now. And I think it is potentially potentially happening. So this morning she wrote in a tweet, I am happy I was able to help all the other black women get job opportunities that are working for them. She tweeted. And then this is to be Andy, but she didn't mention it by name. He stopped me from working because I was a threat to his career. Yet he was able to abuse me for years. Leaks added, I want to release these voice recordings so bad without revealing any further details or insight. So, you know, what she's saying is that she has voicemails probably of Andy being a dick maybe or, you know, 
Andy doing something. Uh, and then she retweeted other tweeters, you know, speaking out against Andy. One was Andy used you until he wanted to kick you to the curb and then slander you. So you couldn't obtain any further work. It's so disappointing. And it is definitely different than how he treats other housewives. He disagrees with, or has parted ways with a fan argued. Uh, so she retweeted that. And then uh, she retweeted uh, somebody saying that he did this to most Monique Samuels as well, who has also complained about Cohen. Uh, and I think Monique even complained, not complained, but like said her beef with Andy, you know, on my show of just that it was, it was very frustrating that situation with Candace and how it was treated. And, and she decided not to come back because remember she was offered to come back to Potomac and and chose not to um and and i hear now she's doing really well on the uh love and marriage uh is it love and marriage dc um produced by carlos king which i really do want to watch because i am a huge fan of monique so it's interesting so i put this out there on my instagram and said what do you guys think my thought about it when i first saw it was listen nini is a Mount Rushmore housewife. Housewives would not have taken off the way it did if it weren't for people like Nene Leakes. I mean, truly one of the first men to walk on the moon in terms of housewives. I mean, you still to this day will not go a day without seeing a meme of Nene, thinking about something she says. And I swear to God, you guys, I, I hate that this is happening because how good would she be on a girl's trip? Could you, oh, she'd run that shit. How good would she be? But I also want to be honest is that Nene uh, has also done some wild things. I mean, you know, pretty much assaulted a crew member on a season. I mean, she's she's given as good as it as she's gotten. She also said in her lawsuit, she claims Kim Zolziak, um, you know, uh, said the N word freely uh, about her and around her. And there was like a pattern of intimidation and harassment, which listen that could totally be true. I'm very interested to hear her case. Uh, I, I'm so interested in hearing what this argument is. I mean, and I hope this doesn't make me a bad person, but I think this with everything you guys hear, you guys that listen to me hear this every day, whether it be the Kardashians or anything, we live in a culture that we are lawsuit happy, man. We want to get our bag. We want to get our money. And I think Nene thinks, man, I've, created this shit i want my money and i don't like i mean remember when she was on glee i and and i will tell you something about nini right now is that nini came to the acting studio that i worked with for uh, a couple times you know and listen she had opportunities from this show and some of those didn't continue i mean and i think it's got to be frustrating, and I don't know if there should be profit participation, especially for the OG housewives. I mean, I'm sure Vicki Gunvalson is going through the same thing, but it also brings up that issue of race. And me as a white dude, uh, sometimes I don't, like I said, I don't have the language or I'm still learning things about how another race feels because I don't know. Like, I can tell you how it feels like to be big or fat or something like, you know, I can tell you those things from my own perspective and try to relate, but I can't, you know, so even when I think something like, well, I don't know, but anyways, I posted this on Instagram and I, uh, I was curious what other people thought, but 
I just thought, though, that without this show, Nini would have had no opportunities at all. So this whole thing of Andy used her to get, it's like, you could make that argument with any housewife. You could make that argument that, I mean, like, and I was also thinking about the Johnny Depp case because we had the Marilyn Manson case coming up and there's like, now we have this precedent. We we're setting a precedent in law where, okay, now it's going to be harder for a woman to actually sue a man if he was abusive. Um, and I'm not saying that Johnny, I'm not getting into that, but I'm saying there's a precedent set now that whatever Amber did makes it harder now for that Manson case or gives him more ammunition in that sense. So if, Nini does bring this through successfully. I mean, where does that end? Like this is with Nini, but then I, I use an example. Can Jill Zarin sue that we all joke about her and Andy jokes about her? I mean, literally Andy jokes about her all the time, trying to get back on the show. It's a big old joke. Could Jill Zarin eventually sue for being made a fool of? And I have a guess coming on next week that we will be talking about this issue because I think we have two different viewpoints on it, but that's the other thing. Different viewpoints are okay. It's all right. And I don't say, listen, I tease all the time and say my opinion is the right opinion. And most of the time it is. But sometimes it isn't. And that's okay. We don't have to be threatened by being wrong about something. <laughs> like, we, I see that all the time. Like, listen, like, I'm going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong. Like, we're wrong all day, every day. I mean, I love when I'm right. But even then, I'm just like, that's... <laughs> pretty lucky that was a lucky guess you most of the time but i uh let's see our friend um it's become a whole thing left a comment respectfully just because someone has been helped by someone in their first part of their career it doesn't mean they need to act silent and grateful if they're being strong-armed for their second half of the career now that's a great point right and no but i also like listen let the let the lawsuit then come let's see what what she has, what she, you know, but I hate to be, um, cold is like, welcome to television in a way. Like even I've been, I've been fired on set before because the director didn't like how I looked when I got there. It was like, not even like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been shit on in the TV and movie industry, you know, but I want to hear that side, but I just have to imagine that there's, I'm really curious then about all the other housewives. And listen, I'm not like I, you guys here. I, I'm an Andy fan. I really like Andy. I think what he does is really difficult being a ringmaster like he is and having to deal with so many strong personalities. I mean, like we've got so many amazing women that are in Bravo housewives, but being strong also means, you know, you have opinions, which is great, but I, I'm sure Andy's hit with like 80 opinions all day, every day from all of these women. And that is, that's what he has chosen to do. I'm just curious, you know, and I'm sure he's not going to say anything about it because his lawyers have probably advised him to not say anything at all, but I'm curious. I, I'm very curious to, um, to hear Nini and what the lawyers say. Um, and also this, another girl, Kelsey wrote, uh, this argument is giving me, if we believe one woman, we have to believe in here from all women vibes. Love you, Ryan. I just fundamentally disagree with your opinion on this. That's great. That's not my intention at all. So I'm sorry that that gave off that vibe. But my vibe actually is like, yo, I'm reading so many articles about what they're saying is going to happen because of this Johnny Depp thing. Then are we setting this precedent here of 
well, why can't Kim Zolciak sue? Why can't, I mean, why can't all of these people that are trying to get back on the show, why can't they sue? Like, that's the thing. That is just a very simple thing. I, it's unfortunately not really even to do with women. I mean, housewives are all women, but my thing is just because I'm seeing the way we do law in this country is just so bizarre to me. I don't know. So I, I don't know. I don't think I'm a misogynist, but maybe they're, I mean, I'm sure they're little things that always will be there or, or what, but I don't know. It, this is not threatening to me. I was actually really appreciative of people making comments and people were passionate about it. And they seemed really on both sides. Like here's Vince said, she burned all her bridges for absolutely no reason. There's always two sides to every story. I wouldn't be surprised if, she, if she's never asked back for anything. She did it to herself. Uh, Hannah says, to be honest, I never liked her, but let's hear those voice recordings. If you're going to accuse, have proof. Totally. I want to hear those. Um, uh, Kakoli says she's only known to anyone because of Annie and Bravo. Uh, I'm so over her. I used to be a fan, but the past few years have been so unbecoming. It's hard to overlook who she always showed herself to be now that we know more. Wow. It sounds a lot like you could be talking about Lisa Renna. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, now this is interesting comment from Lala. I wish she'd release the recordings over the years. Bravo has been less than diverse, progressive or consistent in taking a stand on social issues that matter. Although I believe Bravo gave Nini the platform on which she built opportunities elsewhere. I am willing to listen to what she has to say or the recordings she claims to have these posts threatening to do, threatening to do so seem to do nothing to help her case though. Release them or don't litigate in court or don't no empty threats. But also I feel like that's kind of the culture we live in too. I mean, like, listen, you know, our former president litigated everything on Twitter. I mean, like literally, I mean, and was very successful at it, you know, is probably if he still was on Twitter is probably going to do the same thing about all the stuff that happened this week. He's already trying to litigate this in the public. That is a tactic that truly works. I mean, that's another thing that I keep thinking about. It truly works throwing that out there. You might think that's like a classless move by Anini's part or what, you know, but at the same time, it gets it out there. We're talking about it. I mean, weirdly, that's I mean, there's that whole conversation that everybody's having right now about cancel culture. I mean, we've had it for years now, but I was watching a clip of Whitney Cummings in her new stand up special special. And she did. A, I just thought a stupid, like not even a good joke about listening to R. Kelly's uh, remix to Ignition and with a, you know, like saying, oh, when your guy is, you know, older than you and he's in the car, the only good thing is he doesn't turn it off when it comes on because he doesn't really even know what R. Kelly did. And then she's like, so you get to listen to the song. And then she was doing these kind of stripper moves on the pole. And it was just not a solid joke, like especially for somebody that like Whitney, who's been around so long. I watched it and I was like, oh, but then there was this argument going around that it got passed around so much because it was so cringe but it still did good. So it's this thing of like, ooh, don't cancel me, but maybe cancel me because I love attention. Don't cancel me, but cancel me. Listen, I don't want to be canceled. I'm not, I really will say that. Like, I want people to like me. I'm not at that point yet where I'm doing stunts to try to get people to listen. I'm lucky enough that I have not had to do that yet. But it's interesting to think about that as an actual tactic of getting out there, making noise. I mean, what does Rena do? Make noise all the time, stir it up, all of that stuff. If you're talking about somebody good or bad, you're still talking about them, right? So I'm really interested to see and hear where this goes. But also with these arguments, I really, I don't mean to be perverse in the sense that 
it doesn't excite me. I don't like drama or like that, but it excites me because it excites me to learn things. It excites me to, to see what you're thinking or hear what you're thinking. And it's exciting for me to like work things out in my mind or to be able to try to see somebody's point. Like if we can try to like understand each other, and I know this is becoming so preachy, you guys, but that's a good thing. Like, I always want to know where like, you know, like, let me just try to understand where you're coming from a little bit. And most of the time you can at least understand a little bit. I, I mean, sometimes though, it is so horrifying you know, there's so much I just don't understand about the world we live in right now. But that's okay. That's okay. We will uh, we will <laughs> go through this together. So that I wanted to bring up about the Nene Leaks thing. I thought that was such an interesting conversation. And I'll, I'll keep you posted as soon as there more information comes out about this lawsuit. But I think, you know, from what I had understood, that Bravo and NBC Universal were already trying to settle with her. So maybe they didn't like, she didn't like the settlement that they were trying to give her. And and that's why she made this noise. Who knows? But remember, Nini, remember who she is as a housewife. You know, she was always good. She was always quick with her tongue. I mean, she's a genius in so many ways. So this stuff, I mean, she's not an idiot. Like, I, I truly believe she has purpose behind everything that she does. Um, okay, now somebody who doesn't have purpose, you guys, is our... our no, you know what? Let me go. Uh, House, of, uh, House of Hammer, you guys. I've been talking about the Army Hammer documentary that I'm a part of. I thought it was coming out this week. I talked about it on Monday's show. Maybe I talked about it on Tuesday's show, too, but if I don't think I did. But anyways, we finally got the first trailer for it today it actually comes out september 2nd on discovery plus i am a talking head on this the zen blonde is a talking head on this as well and i believe uh bravo bravo ducking bravo is a talking head as well so it's a three-part series and i was really nervous because i just didn't i was hoping it was going to be a quality thing according to the the trailer it looked really good so I, i'm I just was very nervous putting my name to something, and especially since I do know Army on a slightly personal level, I'm very nervous about this. You know, because, listen, I don't like to speak out against people, but I just, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious what they use of mine. I'm very curious if they, you know, use anything, who knows. But it looks good. So it's called House of Hammer. It's going to be out September 2nd. I will keep you posted. I think I get to see it early. So I'll let you know as soon as I do. And I'll, I'll you know, maybe on Monday, I'll even put the trailer in uh, if you guys haven't seen it. Um, but I will say it's one of those things, like one of my dreams you know, is to do shows like this, but also to be a talking head on those things. I grew up, you know, wanting, like, I wanted to be one of the the talking heads on Best Week Ever on VH1, or like, I would have loved to have been one of the, the people on the round table on the Chelsea Handler show back in the day. You know, like, that's my dream is that kind of shit. Like, I would kill right now. Like, I keep, I would love to be one of Heather McDonald's guests. I would love to be a rotating guest on Jeff Lewis. I would love, like, those are actual goals of mine. That's like my dream. And it's important to have those dreams. But I will say, people were like, congratulations, congratulations. And it's cool, you guys, but at the same time, what I'm speaking about in this is not that cool. You know, it's about somebody that uh, has done some really uh, some some awful things. I mean, that I think go beyond just kink shaming. I saw Tracy Morrissey's story today pointing that out that maybe these ladies should have had a better, like, you know, kind of had a safe word 
uh, or decided, you know, like, it, it, I don't know. I, I'm, but at the same time, I'm trying to process that. I respect Tracy Morrissey very deeply. So I want to try to really understand what she's saying at that. And I, I get it. Like, sex isn't a crime in this country. I mean, we sometimes cheat, treat it like it's one. But people do all sorts of weird shit. I mean, like, when I get into the bed... I like to cuddle hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big spoon all the way. But sometimes I'll do little spoon as well. Um, but, you know, the things that I had read, the things that I had heard, and the person that I knew, it was very alarming because I knew somebody that I thought was eventually going to run for office. I mean, I was just I'm shocked and certain, you know, Army Emmer is one of the most charming dudes that you'll ever meet. And one of the night, I mean, you guys would love him. Like you guys would love him. But there was like, you know, reading and seeing all this, there's like a real, there's a darkness there. You know, you could also say, well, at just base, he's a cheater, right? But it got so much more than this. So I, I was very conflicted about doing this. And if you listen to the show back then, I think I even shared that with you guys that I was like, I don't know, I have this opportunity. So I hope I don't regret it. But also, yeah, I want to be a talking head and stuff, but it's not really the career move or that's not how I view it or cause it's not, it's not doing it. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's not, um, I'm not like, woo. I mean, we're talking about really serious stuff. If it was like best week ever, or I was, I would be like, fuck yeah, check this out. But this is like dark material. This is really scary stuff. And his family has a history of just horrific abuse and and th- you know and also ties into something we talk about all the time on this is the way rich people live in this society it's very different than how us normies live you know oh speaking of normies happy birthday happy 25th to kylie jenner she celebrated it looked like on some kind of boat watching fireworks but what i cracked up about in the video she posted on her instagram is these fireworks are going out behind her and she's not even looking at them because she's trying to get whoever's taking the photos. She's trying to get the picture. So it's like fireworks over her. So she's not even looking at the fireworks. And isn't that a fucking metaphor for something of just like, you can afford all the fireworks in the world, but you'll never look at them because you're trying to get something else out of it. Instead of the beauty of fireworks. Just got deep right there. Oh my God, you guys. So deep. Um, but happy birthday nonetheless. What a, I mean, she's only 25, you guys. Only 25. It's wild. That family, I don't know. Are you uh, enjoying all the uh, Pete Kim stuff? I saw an article today that uh, in Daily Mail Kim supports Pete going to therapy for trauma because of Kanye. <laughs> like, well, good for good for her. She supports it. That's amazing. I love that. What a great little. I love the source that always comes out and goes. Oh yeah, I love that. It's like deep throat Watergate. Like um, between you and me, Kim says she supports Pete. Pete going to therapy. Pass it on. Pass it on. It's like that game of pass it on we played in junior high. Kim does that with her life still. <laughs> like. I mean, these kids or kids growing up are going to think the way to communicate with mommy is through the Daily Mail. Like, North probably already has a connection over at page six in Daily Mail just to slip things into the the press to get word to mommy. You know, like, oh, I have my eye on this pony for Christmas. And, you know, she sends it to Daily Mail. So they'll do an article and Kim will see it, you know. An inside source says North wants a Shetland pony. 
we live in such a weird world, folks. My God, what a weird world we live in. Um, also, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was completely ridiculous tonight. We'll talk about that on Friday's episode. Uh, but a lot of stuff to dig into. Rinna, what is this? Two uh, episodes, no, seasons in a row that she's just been horrible? <laughs> just continues to be horrible. I mean, just continues. I mean, God love her. Just continues. Can I say continues one more time? Okay, so... Uh, moving on, uh, oh, this is actually cool. I mean, this actually is Chrissy Teigen, you guys, and John Legend are pregnant again. And she took a while to announce and she announced it on an Instagram post. I meant to put that in this, the roundup a week ago and I kept forgetting, but I figure since it's just us, we can say congratulations. That's really cool because remember, um, you know, they lost the, the last baby they had and I can't, that's just unspeakably tragic. No matter how you feel about Chrissy Teigen, you know, if you hate her and her tweets, making fun of fair Abraham and all that stuff, you know, but I think I was actually even very happy for that. Cause I think that's, you know, I love when, especially when I hear of somebody that's lost a baby, when they get the opportunity to have another one. And I know that'll never take the place, but it's like, Oh, you're like, Oh good. Hopefully that heals a little something. Now I will say though, whatever Chrissy is doing with her face, it's, I, I sent this to Sandra and Medita the other day. I was looking at this photo on Instagram and all of a sudden I was like, wait a sec, wait, why is John Legend next to Kylie Jenner? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Okay, folks, now is the... uh 
favorite part of the show for me, and that is talking about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week, and I am so excited to re-familiarize you guys with them. Now, remember, if you go check out these products, it really does help out the show, so make sure you listen. There's also uh, a description in the description notes for the podcast that can tell you how to support these products while supporting the podcast. Our first one is our friends over at Babbel. Now, Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L, is just the perfect app to help you speak a different language. Now, if you heard this a month or so ago when I did this, I started to learn to speak Spanish. Now, uh, I want to let you know that the last time I had studied Spanish was in ninth grade at Horizon High School in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, my name was Esteban. So I was Yo Soy Esteban. And uh, I didn't really go further than that, and I always regretted it until now because I have this dream of being able to go somewhere and speak their native language. So why not start with Spanish for me? But for you guys, you can speak anything. So for all of your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and you want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. My God, that's a lot. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. You guys, this app is so cool because you get to tell it how much you want to study in a day or immerse yourself in a day. If you say, I only want to do 20 minutes a day, they formulate those lessons plans around there. They can make it it like bite size if you want. And you can listen to them anywhere. You can go on walks with Babbel. You can, I, I go on hikes with Babbel. Uh, if you ever hear a man panting and sweating and going, yo soy Esteban, it's me and Babbel. You can do it on your car anywhere. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI, artificial intelligence, for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Now, with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, C, French, Italian, and German. Those, that's the, those are biggies. Those are the big ones. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with, and this is huge, you guys, a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. So right now, you guys, this is important. Save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash so bad. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash so bad for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, it's language for life, man. No, but for real, like that is so cool because not only is it cool for adults to do that, but think about doing it with your kids. It is one of the things uh, like that and playing the piano are two things that I wish I kept studying, you know? Like I would be such a badass if I could speak fluent Spanish and play piano like Elton John or Billy Joel. My God. We wouldn't even be talking today if that was the case. So d don't let that happen to you or your kids. You want to be able to 
you know, be Billy Joel one day. So get Babel. Uh, now our second one is our friends. Uh, they've been with us so many times. It's our friends over at Dame. Uh, now this is a sex positive podcast. I truly believe in being able to pleasure yourself in safe and effective ways. And, and we have a primarily female audience and this is the best, uh, one of, if not the best, uh, companies that sell, uh, products like this. So, uh, they sent me two products a long time ago to try. And, uh, the first one we're going to talk about is, uh, Eva. It is a couple's product. Uh, they also have products just that you can use solo, but this is a couple's one. So, uh, they always say, and, and I, I, I agree with this. Let's be honest. Sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. I mean, really, that is ultimately the goal. That's why Dame products designed Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hands-free toy, Eva, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract, from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Now, Guys, I know we all kind of smile and it's all like goofy and LOL and especially me, I'm like a teenage boy sometimes, but this is stuff that is safe. It's easy to use and not, even if you're not in a couple, like they, the next one is a, a product called Air, which we won't get into, but you can use that by yourself. And I know this is makes you blush and some people don't, but all I ask is you go to their website, go to dameproducts.com. That's D-A-M-E products.com and you can use code so bad today for 15% off site-wide go check out the website is very easy to use it's friendly there's nothing weird about it there is nothing weird about this honestly this is uh, designed by women run by women this is an awesome company that we need to support um, uh, so, uh, also they sent me this amazing sex oil. It's an all, it's all natural. You can use it for a full body massage oil. It's formulated with arousing ingredients. I read the ingredients on the pod the first time they sent this to me and they were, uh, it was nice ingredients. I have not been able to use the sex oil yet. Uh, but I, I look forward to the day when, when I can, but, uh, you guys 15% off. Come on. I know. Come on. Dameproducts.com. Use code so bad, 15% off. Okay. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What is going on? They look all chummy. And then I was like, oh shit, that's Chrissy Teigen. Whatever Chrissy has done to her face, it's super, I don't want to say natural looking. It's super natural looking in how we view beauty nowadays. Like it's natural in the sense of like, that's what rich people look like. But it like kind of took away the identifying characteristics of some of Chrissy Teigen's face. 
Like, she's unarguably beautiful, and she was before, too. But do you guys go check out a picture and see what you think? And it's one of those weird things. And I'm telling you, when I see shit like that, I'm like, it's good that I don't have money. Because I would fuck my face up. I would fuck my... And by the way, if anybody's listening has like an in with like Botox and filler. Let's fuck my face up. In fact, that's how I'll promote it. Come watch Fuck My Face Up Friday with Ryan Bailey, where you see me inject something new into my face every week until I look like a Kindle. So congratulations, Chrissy. (laughs) Oh, this actually is cool, and it's actually sad at the same time. You guys know that I love Steve Martin with all of my heart. I've told him so many stories. I love that man. I love that man. I love that man since I was a little kid. And I was thinking about him today because I just get to sit around and think about pop culture things. And I was sitting there thinking that even in, you know, Steve Martin's had so many different phases of his career. So he went from being a magician when he was a kid. He worked at Disneyland when he was like, you know, 15, 16. Then he went to writing comedy and he was on like the Smother Brothers Hour and all these kind of comedy. Then he went to performing stand-up comedy and he kind of created this form that was so bizarre. If you go back and listen to his old albums, you know, it's like what I imagine, you know, Nathan Felder probably was inspired by early Steve Martin. Like there was really experimentation. Nobody was doing it like Steve so silly, but yet so smart and, you know, all this craziness. But we've seen so many things inspired by Steve Martin that we don't even realize it originated from Steve Martin. And then he hit the movies. And The Jerk, which was at 19... Was it 1978, 79? Carl Reiner directed it, who's Rob Reiner's dad. And that was... I remember being over at the Mulcahy's house next door in Olathe, Kansas... And they had the jerk. They had it on VHS and they played it. And from the first moment when he, I just, I was like, I remember I was like seven or eight. I was like, you, wait, this is comedy. You can do comedy like this. This is, I was so in love with the movie, the jerk. And it still holds up. I think some scenes still so funny. And it, it kind of like, and what the jerk was at that time to kind of compare it to when Jim Carrey first hit with Ace Ventura. Like, no matter if you love or hate Jim Carrey, you got to admit, you had not seen somebody committing that hard to being an idiot. And just so, you know, like, wow, that's weirdly brilliant. We have not seen that. That's new. And that was like Steve Martin coming into The Jerk. And then he did, like, he proceeded to do a bunch of movies. Uh, What was it like? Uh, the Man with Two Brains, uh, all these kind of like silly movies. And then he did a movie, I think it was with, was it with Bernadette Peters? And some of it was in black and white called Pennies from Heaven. And there had music in it, and it wasn't like an outright comedy, and it was a huge bomb. But it also showed that Steve Martin was an artist. And people don't know, Steve Martin has one of the most expensive art collections by a private collector in America. Also, he is like the third best banjo player in the world. <laughs> These are like true facts. This is how I know I'll truly never be super successful because I can talk into a mic. That's it. That's it, folks. I wish I had had babble and I would have learned Spanish by now. But other than that, I can just do the mic thing. And, uh, 
So then he started writing. He wrote plays. He wrote books. I don't know if you ever wrote, read his book Shop Girl or seen his play Picasso at the Lapin, Lapin Agile. Uh, he also did movies like L.A. Story. And then he kind of transferred to Father of the Bride. And Father of the Bride was like this sweet spot. He kind of reinvented his career again of like, you're the man we all trust and love. You're the man that is our father in a way that we want to be our father. And that's really an important thing for us all to agree on something of like, oh, this man seems like a good man. And then for me, he fell off for me, but for other people, it was like amazing because I was too old then to appreciate cheaper by the dozen or cheaper by the dozen too. And I didn't like the, um, cause then he did like the queen, Oh boy, bringing down the house with queen Latifah, you know, he had a, but he survived and all those movies were successes, but they didn't really speak to me. And then, you know, he, he, he's just a damn good actor. And now of course we, Lead up to, oh, by the way, you guys, if you ever want a good autobiography, read his. It's called Born Standing Up. And it talks about just his stand-up years. And how at the end, he was playing for like 30,000 people in like arenas and stuff. And he could predict when the, like, you know, he could hear, like, it it stopped becoming special for him. So he stopped doing it because he was like, oh, my God, I'm not feeling anything anymore. And it's all like I I can predict everything that's going to happen. Like it just got larger and larger. And even when he wasn't good, people were still saying he was amazing and it wasn't the same for him. And he walked away from that, which is huge. I mean, Steve Martin has not come back to stand up since, even though I if you go and just Google like his talk show appearances, he did this one. I think it was on the Johnny Carson show where it was like magic. And it was one. It's one of the best four minute bits I've ever seen on a talk show. Um, but he reinvented himself again. Oh yeah. Born standing up. The autobiography is just so good because it speaks all about his standup, but it's beautiful. It goes into, you know, how he wasn't close with his dad, how he loved his mom dearly. Like it was, there's like this beautiful passage in, um, at the end when his mom is passing away and he's on the bedside next to her. And he's just like, my sweet mother, my sweet, sweet mother, you know? And it's just such beautiful prose. I mean, this dude's a real artist at heart, like real. Like, And I just admire those people that their art is so, it means something, but it's funny and it's positive. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I really appreciate that I don't have to hear about Steve Martin, like leading an 80 person orgy or, you know, having a drug problem or, or, you know, like, and, and I'm sure there is darkness in his life, but it's really nice. And it's really needed nowadays to have somebody that you can just love. You can just love, or you depend on only murders in the building is so interesting. I I was talking on Monday that I watched all seven episodes. I kind of half watched it a couple weeks ago, but then I really watched it on Saturday and I fell in love with the second season, actually. It's much more sad and it has its own its own vibe. Like it's really, it's really interesting. And uh, I think next week is the finale of season two. So all this to lead to uh some exciting and then sad news is that they are going to be A24, which is one of my favorite movie um production houses. They did like Midsummer, all the Ari Aster ones. Uh they're just a great a20 everything everywhere all at once marcel the shell i mean that's just this year they are such a great film production 
um, house that I did. Anyways, they are making a documentary about Steve Martin and I couldn't be more excited. Uh, so yeah, doc, it's going to be a 24 is going to produce it from Morgan Neville and Apple TV plus. And uh, the untitled film, which will be broken into two parts, love two part documentaries, is being directed by the Oscar winning filmmaker behind 20 Feet from Stardom, which is another great documentary, folks, about uh, backup singers. 20 Feet from Stardom, because the star is always 20 feet ahead and they're singing in the background. Great documentary. And also, they did Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary, which I can tear up just thinking about. So uh, this article says, Steve Martin has been many things, a comic, an actor, a filmmaker, an author, a musician, and he'll soon be one more. He's going to be the subject of a documentary. Martin is participating. That's great. You love when they participate. Um, And it'll focus on everything Martin. Uh, Martin tells The Hollywood Reporter, it's somebody else's take of my process. They found a lot of archival stuff. They found a a photo of my father in 1944 in Germany touring Our Town with USO. Our Town, you guys, was a theatrical play by Thornton Wilder, I believe. And everybody's... If you're a theater geek, everybody knows Our Town. So I think this is just... I'm so excited. I love documentary as a form so, so much. And I love Steve Martin so much. Now, here's the sad thing. He also says in this article that, and this is the headline of The Hollywood Reporter, which he is going to be on the cover of this week. He says, Steve Martin on his late career surge and contemplating retirement. Quote, this is weirdly it. And he says, after only murders in the building wraps up, he will no longer seek out other work. Now, hopefully, Only Murders in the Building will last 80 seasons. Uh, that would be close to impossible. But, like, listen, this guy has had 60 years in the business. 60 years in the business. Comedy legend. Um, and uh, I don't know. So, like, the thought of a... And, like, also, Steve Martin uh, just had a child a while back. And so, I'm, you know, like, he has an actual life and he doesn't need to worry about me and my life, but I know I will be very sad when Steve Martin no longer is putting out new material because it's always fascinating. He's one of those people that you like for me at least, and I know you guys have these as well, that you go with. You're like, yeah, man, you want to do a play? I'll read a play by you. You want to do a book? I'll read a book by you. You want to do a, a serious movie instead of a comedy? I'll watch that because I just like him. And that's what's so exciting about pop culture is that we attach ourselves, whether it be Mariah Carey, you know, whether it be a housewife, whether it be an author, you know, these people we celebrate, you know, and it's really cool because they, you know, we trust them enough that we will go with them on different journeys. And that's why celebrities in this day and age, they do need to take it a little bit more seriously and treat it as a responsibility because they have our hearts with them a lot of the time. And I know you're like, Oh, that's so sacrosanct. And no, it's not that it's not that big of a deal. And like, you know, no, it is a big of a big, big, no, it is a big deal to me. It is. I mean, this stuff saves people like comedy saves people. These shows save people, books, save people, art saves people. This is important. And I want artists to be responsible. Sometimes they can be crazy and all of that stuff. But I also want them to know that, you know, we do need something to believe in. We do need something to inspire us. Um, so that leads us actually to something that doesn't inspire me and somebody who's not inspiring uh, us 
is uh, Ezra Miller. They uh, they are back in the news again. I told you on uh, Tuesday's show that he was uh, he was uh, caught stealing uh, in a house or charged with stealing, and they had video camera footage in Vermont. This guy is just popping up in the weirdest places. So, couple new things about Ezra today that is just horrifying. Uh, Rolling Stone reports the Ezra Miller saga now involves Vermont's Child Services Department. Vermont officials are concerned Ezra Miller is shielding the whereabouts of a mother and her three kids at the actor's farm, saying their safety cannot be reasonably assured. And police right now are looking to locate a 25-year-old mother and her three young children who had been living at Ezra Miller's Vermont farm with officials citing concern that the Flash Star is shielding their whereabouts. So now there is missing person reports being filed. And all this to say, the disturbing part is that we were talking about streaming services. I was passionately talking about streaming services on Tuesday's episode. And The Flash is like Warner Brothers' big tent tentpole film. So much money in this thing. And we get word today that The Flash, this movie... They reshot scenes with Ezra Miller like four months ago. The same month, he had been arrested three times in Hawaii. And Warner Brothers knew damn well that, he, that they had been arrested all of those times. This is completely irresponsible. It, 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 this is not going to end well. And how do you have this person on your set and pay them, encourage them, and let them go free without any kind of, like, trying to work on their mental health? I, I mean, it just befuddles me. And, and, and these things keep happening. And they're they're committed to this film. They're like, we are releasing this film. I mean, they'll cut Batgirl, a $90 million film. They'll say, no, uh, we're not releasing that. But this film, they are determined to release. And Ezra is making it hard. But, you know, as of now, he is now going... They are now... Sorry. They are now going to be involved in an investigation about a missing mother and their three young children. Wild. Okay, now, another thing that, I mean, so much pop culture news. By the way, also, did you hear this? <laughs> I was not going to... Jax Taylor in the news again really knows how to keep us interested. He did a spawn con, you guys, the other day on his Instagram stories for Justin's... It's like Justin's Healthy Eats or something. And he had that, you know, like, let's smile with the on the kitchen with the food and then you know had a little cruise couchy right next to him it was like we love justin's healthy food um sorry guys i had to yeah, i'll explain in a second so uh jacks yeah jacks uh he was like hey we love we love justin's and then i guess bravo and cocktails i think reached out to justin's or somebody did and sent it to bravo and cocktails the instagram account and said um do you work with Jax Taylor and the health Justin's healthy eats or whatever it is said, no, Jax is just a big old fan. He just loves the food and chose to do this on his own accord. And it just, everybody was like making fun. It's starting to make me sad. You guys, it is starting like he's doing spawn con to try to impress the sponsors by giving some free spawn con in hopes that they'll hire him. 
you guys and Maritza, if you're listening or saying we gotta we gotta do a whole photo series of me promoting products that like have nothing to do with me just because I want we should get me in front of like a car like Toyota Strong. <laughs> See if I can get a free car. We should do a whole series of 10 photos, you guys, of me in front of like Apple, like the new MacBook. Love it. Fast as hell. Which, by the way, that actually leads me to my next thing because the re- I just had to take another break because, you guys, my MacBook charger broke. So I have my computer plugged in to a phone charger cord. So it's like it's plugged into this. So it's not that powerful and it dies out immediately. So what has taken what it should have taken me like an hour and a half is taking me three hours to put this out. I'm telling you guys, this could be the worst show I've ever done, which is kind of cool in its own. Like if you want to listen to a train wreck, you got it, baby, man. Every time I'm getting going, like it'll stop. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then I had to save my work. I lost my work one time tonight because I didn't save it before the computer died. And so now I'm at 13%. I was down to zero and then I waited 40 minutes to pick back up at 13%. So, okay. Jax Taylor, very sad once again, but my God, we, we gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta do some fun with that, but I am starting to truly worry about him. And if they can make ends meet, like, it's like, I, 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 I want him to, it, I want to at least know that he can take care of himself and his family. And then I want to go back to making fun of him really hard. But until then it's really hard. Cause I'm getting actually ge- genuinely worried and sad, uh, both at the same time. Okay. Finally, in our douchebag of the year goes to Kevin Federline folks. Kevin Federline is back with a vengeance. He's been uh, in the news the last week because he granted an interview to the Daily Mail and ITV speaking out about Britney. Now, ITV went on record saying that they will not release the full interview because it's just too sad and harmful. And they must have gotten a lot lot of backlash once uh, they found out he had done that. Now, I do believe money is a big part of this. Now, KFED even took it further tonight on his Instagram account. Uh, I didn't even know he was on Instagram, and he is. And let's see if he's deleted it yet. Okay, it's Federline for. Sorry, Siri. I couldn't hear what you said. It's not for you, Siri. I'm talking to the audience right now. We'll talk later. What are you wearing? Um, Kevin Federline, Federline for real. He posted three clips of. Britney's two boys recording her while they were in an argument. And he thought he really did something with this. He thought he was really getting Britney good. And he says, I cannot sit back and let my sons be accused in this way after what they've been through. As much as it hurts us, we decided as a family to post these videos the boys took when they were 11 and 12. I'd love to see that family meeting. We decided as a family. Who wants to release these videos? This isn't even the worst of it. The lies have to stop. I hope our kids grow up to be better than this. Well, I got to tell you, Kevin, from the looks of things, they might not grow up to be better than this because it kind of seems like they might be little jerks, which I was a little jerk when I was their age, too. So hopefully they'll grow out of it. But this is one of the videos, you guys. Have you lost your fucking mind? Have you lost your fucking mind? I do care, but I'm shocked as fuck with you. And I don't know what to do. And I'm scared of you because you're weird because you're going through puberty. I don't know what to say. But I do care more than you know. But don't be... My little body can't handle all of that. It's like sometimes I just don't even know what to say with you. 
I was in shock. And I do care. No, you don't. If you really cared, you wouldn't take my phone away for literally... I was in shock in the store when I looked down. And Jaden, how are you so cool about that? Your brother being with Bear's big feet, size 13 now? Well, he's my brother. Because you know what, Jaden? Mom decides to take it away for me not wearing shoes. Jaden? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Jaden obviously thinks that's... Are you wanting attention, baby? Is that why you're saying you Well, apparently, I wanted to do that in the first place, but you keep interrupting every sentence I say, so what I seem like in my mind, I think you just care about yourself because you won't let us speak one word, and you won't let us go anywhere we want to go. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm listening. Well, I forget interrupt me and then I forgot what I'm going to say. Do you life. want to skate? Is that what you're doing? No, I don't know how and I don't want to go to that place and we'll never agree ro- to it. Roller sk- I mean, ice skating, baby, is easier than roller skating. Why roller skating is actually harder because the, the grips on the, the ground are like raw, like rock, like that. Mm-hmm. It's smooth on ice. Ice is like smooth. Like your skateboard. See, actually, skateboarding is way Okay, so Kevin Federline released these thing, and he did something. He got, hey, look how crazy Britney really is. There are moments that are awkward and uncomfortable and that she was heated with her two sons uh, because the one son wasn't wearing shoes in Alaska at a store and uh, was talking back to his mom. I got to tell you guys, Becky Bailey, you guys know and love Becky Bailey. Becky Bailey has yelled at me as hard as that, you guys. But do you see also at the end of that, she tries to like, like, oh, skateboarding and like, you know, I'm sorry, but also I'm not like kids at that age too. Listen, I, I, I'm sure they have gone through hell. It is such a unique experience to, I'm sure be, um, the sons of, somebody so famous and so infamous in certain ways, but Kevin, what you're doing isn't the, 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 it's, it's not the thing that is as cool as you think it. I mean, like it really makes you even look worse. You're continually airing dirty laundry and you're making your kids even agree to this. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but I even feel kind of worse for Brittany. It's like all that she's been through. And obviously, guess what? Parents do raise their kids the way they see fit. There was not abuse in there. There was like, And there was another video I didn't play where she came in because she had for- forgotten something in the room. And the kid is, starts recording her. And she wants to put cream on the kid's face uh, because to protect it from something. It, and, and the kid was talking back to her. And the kid was annoyed with her. Guess what? When I was their age, I was annoyed with my mom too. I was a little shit at times. And my nephew is a little shit at times to my sister, his mom. I actually kind of appreciate him for that. It's he's doing the right thing. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like it's once again, we're airing this stuff that is like, what are you doing, dude? Who do you think this helps? Like, I I, I saw I saw a mom. <laughs> being angry with her two sons. But I love that we we project that as mental illness, you guys. That's a sick person. Like, that's a mom pissed off at her two sons. I'm not saying that there's not possibilities of, like, uh, who knows what. And if there is, please, 
make sure the law sees that and make sure your lawyers see that and stuff like that. But go into the public with some kids being a smart ass to their mom and their mom reacting back to it is not, it's not the swing that you think it is. And I just thought that was so, it happened tonight. And I just thought it was so gross on top of a week of so gross. It's like, Oh, K fed, you can't handle people calling you a douchebag again. Like they did in 2005 nonstop. Well, guess what? You haven't changed. You're the same douchebag. And we see it again and again and again, the $60,000 of free money that you got every month from Brittany did not make you a better person. I'm sorry. I hope you work on your dance moves or your music because you need to get a job. You have six, kids and that's just it also i'm sure it's hard as hell to be their father and it you know they they're still alive they're healthy all of that stuff mazel tov. but i don't know what you're doing now or who you're trying to embarrass you're trying to embarrass britney what are you trying to do it's gross and once again you say the kids are the reason you're doing this but to me you're just making the kids hate the mother even more i think it's just such a gross weird thing to do and it really upsets me because i watch that going oh shit we're about to see something mind-blowing we're about to he released something wild and it was that so anyways remember always Judge for yourself. Go look at that. Listen to it with everything. Go have your own opinion. It's okay, but go learn about it before we make these judgments. Because a lot of people will hear, oh, okay, Fed released this crazy video. And they'll just put that on the stockpile of thinking bad about Britney and all of that shit. Like it is starting to become fairly obvious that this person, Britney was kind of put through. So just put through hell. And now her kids potentially hate her for it too. I mean, I can't imagine sometimes with moms, dads have it a little easier, I think. But in terms of identity, when you're a mother, that becomes your identity. And I can't imagine how you sometimes might feel like you lose your own identity because what are you if you're not just the mother? And you used to be a person, I imagine. And how do you keep both? So as crazy and embarrassing as it is to her kids to watch her dancing around seductively, cupping her breasts... That's who Brittany is, for better or worse. You know? And by the way, K-Fed should keep him off the internet. <laughs> to keep him off Instagram, if that's... No. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you still got to be a person, you know? I, I, I saw somebody trying to be a mother right there, and I know that is embarrassing for her kids. If I saw my mom going around cupping her breasts, I probably wouldn't even be here right now. I would have gone I would have gone to the moon. I would have been so angry. I would have flown to the... I would have gone on one of those... On one of those Oh my God, you guys, my doofy fat fingers hit the thing and just totally disrupted the video and stuff again. So I had to stop and I, this is just not my day. Anyways, F you K fed, you suck. Uh, but hopefully tomorrow will be better day for not only K fed, but for me, for you, everybody, this was just a mess of a show, but I hope there was some enjoyment in there. Sometimes people love mess. So hopefully that's what this is. Oh my God. My microphone levels even completely off again. Um, okay. That's it. You guys, we've, we, I've seen enough. I'm throwing in the towel. Uh, we'll be back with real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Friday. I swear to God, it is going to knock you off your coal mining ass. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. And when I say bad boy, I just mean I'm bad at this. So, uh, also remember we're going to do a second episode tomorrow with Natalie Poucher. I want to introduce you to my new co-host of what the kids are watching. Make sure you go subscribe, rate it five stars, all of that good stuff. I love you. And thank you so much for all of your support. I'll talk to you on Friday. Betches.